Welcome to the Penny and Pops podcast. He is not Spencer Penny Strode. You get me again, Adam Pops Papa Giorgio, FIBA Franz update. I told you Franz Wagner was dropping a 30-point game in this tourney. Uh, Franz had an efficient 32 points against Lithuania on Sunday. Never did I think Germany would be 3-0 in Group B Eurobasket play, but here we are. Nor that they would have punched their ticket to the round of 16 knockout stage so soon, but they've handed losses to France, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and Lithuania so far. That's super impressive. France and Lithuania especially were viewed as top five teams in this 2014 tournament. And Franz has played a massive role, massive, massive role in knocking those teams off. I think we have to change our expectations for this German national team now. Gordon Herbert is coaching a masterclass so far in Cologne, and they might have a chance at a medal now. It's early days in this tourney, but FIBA Franz might actually come back to Orlando with some hardware with the international basketball community seeing a star in the making. Let's go. Hardaway, straight down the lane, the power jam. Point guard on a 7-6 guy. Here's Lewis turning and he shoots. Yes! With Here's Turkaloo for the win. All right, I am recording this uh, late Sunday afternoon, September 4th. Let's just get into the games because Germany's 3-0 and going in, you easily could have seen them at 1-2. Franz deserves a lot of credit for that. All right, so game one. Uh, it was September 1st against, Franz, uh, against France. Before this game in Cologne, Lithuania took on Slovenia in a phenomenal game. Majority of the lower bowl was full of Lithuanians, just electric atmosphere, common theme in Cologne this week. Uh, I mention it because Magic head coach Jamal Mosley was there watching the game with Mark Cuban and other former Mavericks friends and colleagues. Uh, he was probably there supporting Luca, who he coached in Dallas. Mosley gave Doncic a huge hug after that game. Luca loves that man. If things go bad in Dallas, Luca might end up in a Magic jersey, but we're we're a long way from that. Uh, but you know, maybe Mosley was also there for his former player Iggy Brzezakis, who plays for Lithuania. Iggy isn't a Magic player any longer, as he signed for uh, Zalgiris in Lithuania next season. It was interesting to see Iggy defend uh, Luca at times. His defense wasn't that bad, but uh, Iggy made some awful offensive decisions at times that I think cost Lithuania the game. And that's why a lot of Magic fans viewed him as a tank commander for stuff like that. But uh, Luca didn't shoot well in that game. He put on a pass clinic though. Anyway, Mosley was also there for Dirk Nowitzki's German national team jersey retirement ceremony that occurred before Germany faced France. And of course, Mosley wanted to see Franz. So That German crowd was already amped up going into the game, even though the start of the game was delayed a half hour due to the Dirk ceremony. It worked out for them. Uh, Germany beat France 76-63. Gordon Herbert outcoached Vincent Collet. The German supporting cast, uh, so anyone not named Franz, Schroeder, or or Daniel Tice was just huge. Uh, in his first ever Eurobasket game, Franz Wagner in 25 minutes had eight points on four of seven shooting, three boards, three assists, a steal, only one turnover. Solid. D- 
didn't have to do anything crazy offensively, kind of just dipping your toe into in, into those Eurobasket waters. Uh, the German bench outscored Francis 48-27. to Franz mostly defended on the perimeter for this game. He caused Fournier and company trouble all game long. There were just very few open shots for France when Franz was on the floor. Franz at one point beat Fournier on a backdoor cut on an inbound uh, under the basket for a layup. The defensive trouble uh, Franz had was post-defending with uh, Yabaselli's just wide body. Yabaselli was the only reason France was in that game. Um, Franz had a sequence where he was dribbling near the top of the key, lost control of the ball, and kind of tip-drilled his way to a lefty layup. It was just a hell of a recovery. It's something that you rarely see anyone do, especially a guy his size. Uh, Franz did pick up his second foul as it looked like uh, the Greek official uh, robbed Franz of a clean block on uh, Teo Maladon with uh, 2.58 to go in the first half. So Wagner sat to protect against foul trouble. Again, I got to say, Yabuselli was phenomenal for France on both ends. Um, he got you know, a crazy uh, transition uh, block on Franz as uh, Wagner had beaten Gobert to the rim, and just Yabuselli just kind of came out of nowhere behind him. Um, Franz didn't need to score in this game. The supporting cast was punishing France. Germany as a whole out-hustled France big time almost the entire game. Um, you know, we're talking about a France team that they just came off a silver medal at, in Tokyo. Like, they lost to the U.S. in the title game. Like, they they were one of the favorites to win this tournament, and Germany just kind of handled them. Um, in each of the first three quarters, Coach Herbert inserted Franz late in periods for defending and offensive possessions. He trusts the 21-year-old a lot. Like, he, he gives him a lot of trust, and responsibilities are slowly growing for Franz. Uh, Germany was up 57-43 entering the fourth period. Franz looked France looked lost in this game. Evan missed shots. Late in the fourth, Franz crossed up Evan, uh, took him left baseline and finished righty with the layup. Just super smooth. A lot of super smooth scoring plays for Franz this week. Fournier was held to 2 of 10 shooting. FIBA Fournier rarely, rarely struggles like that. And he doesn't turn 30 until the end of October, but it it looks like he's declining. I don't know what's going on. It's very weird to watch this week. Maybe he's hurt. Um, France as a whole, like I know they're missing guys, but they, they, they've been struggling this week. Um, Franz even hit a step back jumper over Gobert in the paint at the end of the game. And the group B outlook dramatically changed right then and there in my eyes with that Germany upset win to go one and oh, I mean that, you know, it was possible. I definitely, when, when you're a host nation, when you got talent like Germany has, like it's possible, but I just, I, I, I had to see it to believe it, and it happened. So on to Saturday, September 3rd. So this was yesterday. Uh, game two, there was a day off in between. Uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina. So Germany won this game, 92-82, after just a bad start against the Bosnians. Germans improved to 2-0 and in Eurobasket Group B play. Franz Wagner, despite big foul trouble, had a huge second half. He finished with 18 points, five boards, one steal, one block, one turnover in 22 minutes on 6 of 13 shooting from the field. It's a big offensive uh, ramp up and improvement from the first game. And Yusuf Nurkic's team had some trouble with Hungary on day one, but did eventually win that day one game. You know, Franz looked a bit rushed and missed a few shots to start this game. Then he got in foul trouble. You know, he only had like two points. Three boards, but he had those two fouls in the first period. Franz has patented 
this right side Euro step, dribble, dip, layup move from the three-point line. And he's he's made this quite a few times in the past week or two now. Um, he, he makes it look like a ballet. It's, it's super impressive. This kid is 6'10", maybe 6'11 now. I don't know when he's doing this. Um, the Bosnians were playing more physical inside and outside than the French did. It took the Germans a while to to get used to that, but it it ended up doing them some good, I, I think, uh, especially today against Lithuania. But the Germans had very few an- answers for Yusuf Nurkic, who makes a guy like Daniel Tice look tiny. Um, they really could have used Mo Wagner for this game, but you know they they made do without him and they they got the W. But um, you know, Franz consistently throughout the game got hit with foul trouble. You know, whenever he picked up his third, his fourth foul, you you know, you foul out when you get five personal fouls. It's not six like in the NBA. It's it's five in FIBA ball. But you know, Germany they clawed back, they clawed back to trail only four by five. They only trailed forty seven forty two at halftime. Franz only played nine minutes in that half because he had three personal fouls. Um, so he was at four points and four rebounds at the break. Uh, so that means Franz had a 13-point second half. And I think oh, he got all of those in the third quarter. I could be wrong. Uh, but Franz really got it going in the third with just driving and cutting. Um, he hit you know, a super impressive dribble step back elbow corner three that put Germany up 57-51. I was just happy to see Franz also get some whistles in his favor, in his favor and get just multiple free throw line trips, both this game and then today against Lithuania. He's perfect at the free throw line. Um, you know, FIBA refs sometimes treat rookies uh, a little unfairly, but clearly Franz is earning respect everywhere. Franz did pick up a very cheap fourth foul, I got to say. It's very cheap. It ruined what was a great third uh, third period for him. He sat with 217 left in the third quarter, and his team was up 63-55 as the Bosnians were just teetering on the verge of collapse. And the Bosnian coaching staff and players lost their tempers at the wrong time and just melted down. You know, the German bench, they didn't show up in the first half. They showed up in the second half. And late in the fourth, Franz had an insane block on Yusuf Nurkic at the rim that, in essence, clinched the victory. And then on top of that, you know, the cherry on top, you had Franz hit a dagger three to put it away officially in the final minute. You know, it was just a really great second half for him. And Germany entered Sunday 2-0 in Group B, and that's awesome. You know, that's, again, I I thought they would have lost to France and beaten Bosnia to be 1-1 one one going into the their third game Sunday against Lithuania, but they were 2-0. And this was a tough back-to-back for both teams. You know, Lithuania entered the game 0-2, but both games that they lost against Slovenia and France – they could have and maybe should have won. Um, you know, poor decisions down the stretch doomed them in both games. And man, they're they're kicking themselves now because they took the L again today and they're 0 3 in Group B. But you know, Lithuania lost against France around 18 hours prior to tip off of this Germany game, so it's a really short turnaround. You know, both teams already fatigued, went through a war in this double overtime thriller. Like, you know it was a game where you saw just a lot of guys slipping and falling on the court, be it on decals or just other spots on the floor. Uh, I don't know if that was condensation, sweat. I don't know what was going on there, but um, there's also quite a few head injuries from fouls and then also guys slipping on the floor. It was, it is a little concerning and something that the Cologne officials will have to figure out. But I, you know, I was watching the game after that again, you know, where it was um, 
uh, Slovenia against Bosnia Herzegovina, and then France against Hungary, and I didn't see any of any of that. Like very minimal slipping. So I don't know if it was just an early afternoon thing or what, but um, there was just a ton of physicality in this game as well. Playing against Bosnia Herzegovina really prepared Germany for this game, uh, and they eventually prevailed. You know, Germany won one hundred nine to one hundred seven in likely the game of the tournament so far. Uh, again, double overtime thriller. Franz Wagner in the national team game of his life so far. Maybe the most impressive German national team performance since Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know. Maybe Dennis Schroeder has a game or two in there. Maybe you can throw in. But, uh, you know, he Franz finished with 32 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, two assists. He probably should have had like six assists, but guys were missing shots. And a steal. He only had one turnover. I know it was late in one of the overtime periods. That's where fatigue kicked in, but he was really good. 12 of 20 shooting from the field, including four of seven on threes. Again, efficiency. That's that's what matters in, in, in these types of tournament games. He played 39 minutes, but basically scored all of his 32 points in 28 minutes. You know, He was definitely pouring it on uh, in, in the regulation period. And the rest of the world is finding out about this 21-year-old beast. Um, there was a huge amount of Lithuanians again in the lower bowl in that Cologne area. Still obviously outnumbered by the Germans, but uh, I mean, it's thousands of Lithuanians down in that lower bowl. And it was just an electric atmosphere with 18,000 people again selling out that building. It's, it's, it's a great atmosphere. And when you combine it with good DJing skills, good lighting skills and stuff, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's, it's a really special environment and i always would you know i've never been to a Eurobasket game i'm hoping to change that soon um but if you haven't been and you like basketball this is this is a cool environment to be in for sure um but franz pulling off you know pulled off an homage basically grand hill with the alley-oop play he had i think it was in 07 in portland off an inbound alley-oop pass that was just very pretty play um Brian Hill would have been impressed, I think. Then you had Franz erasing a driving Iggy Brasdakis layup uh, with just a furious swap or swat, you know, just a furious block. That was just it was just mean. Um, and then Franz just keeps displaying insane versatility. In the second period, he took the ball off the curl from the left. He dribbled right. He stopped on a dime in front of Valanciunas. He turned left and he flipped in a lefty layup that dropped. He then dribbled through and rose over a Lithuanian double team and made a right-handed push shot. And it's just, it's so damn good to watch. It's so impressive. And if I'm a Magic fan, I'm so excited to be watching stuff like this. Even if you're not watching the full games, just watching the full highlights, it's really, really impressive. And there's no one from his draft class that I would take over Franz Wagner. Nobody. Um, and he continued staying hot. He scored 14 consecutive Germany points, including back-to-back pull-up threes. Again, to clarify, 14 straight points for his country late in the second period. That's elite stuff. It, it was awesome to watch. Brasdakis, Sabonis, Valanchunas, anybody on Lithuania, no one could stop him. When I said Franz could be like the Turkish national team Hito Turkoglu or a Dirk Nowitzki light, this is what I envisioned. He's 21 years old and doing this. That's special. It's it's insane. Um, Germany was up 46-41 at halftime. Franz Wagner had 18 first-half points on 7 of 11 shooting in 14 minutes. Just what a stretch for him in that second period. 
Also, he had four boards at the time, one steal, a block, no turnovers, only one personal foul, which would be key because he, when Germany started running out, running out of bigs in the overtimes, he he definitely had to use up those fouls. But um, you know, Franz picked up a few easy third period buckets, cutting to the rim and finishing, you know, to open up that second half. And Lithuania stuck around by reestablishing, getting uh, Sabonis and Valanciunas touches in the paint. I don't know why they didn't do it in the first half, but it kept them. It kept the game close the rest of the whole second half and overtime by them for the, by them doing that. Um, Valanciunas had a huge thirty-four point double double in this game. Uh, I think he was one point away from setting the Lithuanian national team points record, which is kind of insane if you think about some of the players that they've had. If you look up look up some of the players that they've had, but uh, Germany's bigs hit foul trouble with both uh, Wobo and Tice picking up fouls. Uh, Franz took a seat with three minutes left in the third period with 24 points. And it was, like I said, a really tight game, second half all the way through to the two overtimes. Um, I really have to emphasize again how awesome Lithuania's fans are, both in numbers and in spirit. They've been doing this for a long time, decades now. Uh, But, you know, obviously so have the German fans, though. They've been showing up in Cologne in this tournament so far, and – that hype train's got to be building up in Germany. Uh, you know, Germany doesn't go three and zero without their fans. Franz hit another pull up three to make it twenty nine points for him on the day, and gave Germany a seventy six seventy two lead with seven minutes to go in regulation. He'd hit one more three with about two three minutes left in regulation to to get to thirty two points. His scoring stopped from there, and he was more of a decoy the rest of the way. He only had like a handful of shot attempts the rest of the way, maybe like two or three. Um, Germany was up 89-84 with a minute 55 left, but just could not hold on and win in regulation. Uh, Tiemann missed a close shot put attempt out of you know off just a really nice Franz pass, but missed the, uh, missed the shot wide. Um, that yeah, I dropped that. That was like a, a bunny shot put attempt, basically. But credit Lithuania. They were desperate, clawing, and found a way to tie it. 89-89. Schroeder missed the game winner. Uh and the game went to overtime. It was not a bad jump shot look. He he makes that a lot, but again, fatigue. Some decent, you know, fairly good defending of the shot. He missed it short. So off to overtime they went. Wagner's defense, rebounding and passing was huge in the overtimes. A shooter and Mido Lowe took on scoring responsibilities from the backcourt. Um, during this game, you're seeing, especially towards the end, you're seeing Moritz Wagner on the sideline, and you see in his eyes how badly he wanted to be in that game playing, especially once Daniel Tice fouled out. And Mo is probably healthy enough by now to play, but there was an abundance of caution taken with that ankle injury that happened weeks ago in that final practice before their first friendly. But, you know, he wasn't registered for the tournament. Maybe it's something Herbert might regret. We'll see. But um, his size would have been so valuable in the paint against Sabonis and Valanciunas. Sabonis fouling out helped the hosts a lot. Um, Franz, at the end of overtime, had a really good dribble step back jumper long two look that just hit the rim short, bounced off the backboard, bounced off short off the rim, and it would have been a buzzer-beating winner had had it dropped. But... Uh, The game instead went to double overtime. At this point, you have Slovenia and the Bosnians standing courtside watching because they were waiting to play their game right after this one. 
you have German and Lithuanian fans just going through a plethora of emotions, both good and bad. FIBA is so good at crowd shots. Uh, the NBA can take so many notes. Again, between FIBA replays, FIBA just FIBA cameras, even um, FIBA live video, uh, FIBA crowd shots, FIBA live footage of of uh, in huddle timeouts where you're actually hearing the coaches calling stuff. Uh, even showing like the refs having conversations during a video replay review, all that needs to be adopted by the NBA. And obviously, I know the coach, the the coaches' union is the most against the in huddle timeouts, uh, uh, time uh, timeout, you know, showing of of what's going on in there. But if you want to keep growing the game, and if you want to actually educate your your fans and your audience, like take, you know, and I know you want to cr- protect coaches, but. Just take that out, man, and, and let let fans actually see what's going on because it's a big learning opportunity that's being missed that you do get with these FIBA games. So anyway, Germany got off to a better scoring start in the second overtime than they did in the first overtime. They rode it and played just enough defense to close it out with Franz causing Brzezdekis to miss his layup at the end and Lithuania missing a wide open three to finish an insane game. I thought that was going in and I thought Lithuania was going to finally get that first win of the tournament, but it didn't happen. Germany held on. I see Magic fans are mad. Franz didn't get the ball more in the overtimes. Lithuania was trying to keep him away from the ball. Fatigue also factored in. Also, Herbert, for better or worse, he's going to trust veteran guards like Schroeder, who's the captain. I mean, Schroeder's been doing this since 2015. Like, you you earn you earn situations like that. Um, and Lowe, who was huge in the game as well, like, those, are, those two guys are 28 and 29. They've done this a lot in the past. But I'm not too worried about it. Plus, they're... Germany's winning right now. We'll see if Franz keeps receiving more responsibility, which he has been if you look at just his rise in scoring totals. Uh, But the amount of new elements Franz has added to his game is just fantastic, and we get to keep seeing more of it. Uh, This game did have a lot of officiating controversies. I won't delve into that or Lithuania's protest of FIBA. I'll let the Germans and Lithuanians kind of fight that one out, but just know a lot of people are unhappy with FIBA refs. It's not hurting Germany yet, though. So all Group B teams, including obviously Germany, have a much-needed day off tomorrow, which is Monday. Then, you know, Group B teams are playing again on Tuesday. Germany takes on Slovenia Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time and finish off group play with a back-to-back Wednesday, also at 2.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time against Hungary. They should beat a winless Hungary team on Wednesday. So all the focus will be on that Slovenia game Tuesday to see if they can... They can run the, run the table in this group. I mean, if Germany can get out of Group B play five and zero, everything you thought about this team is out the door, and it's all credit to uh, it's a lot of credit to Franz. It's also a lot of credit to you know his teammates and the coaching staff as well. But Franz plays an immense role in all this. But Germany, they sit alone atop Group B. They're the only three and zero team because also on Sunday Slovenia lost to Bosnia Herzegovina in an upset. Um, it's the first Eurobasket loss in Luka Doncic's career. He's now 11-1 and all-time at Eurobasket, and Slovenia looks vulnerable. Luka was wearing kind of this wrapping, this black wrapping tape, something around his right wrist, and he played bad. Goran Dragic carried them, and it might have been an uglier loss if not for Goran, but who knows how healthy Luka's going to be for you know that Tuesday game and as the tournament moves on. You know They are the defending Eurobasket champs from 2017, uh, you know, I said it in the last pod. I didn't think uh, Slovenia would medal. We'll see if I'm right or not. But um, 
that door is open. Uh, you know, a week ago, Franz in Germany, they beat Slovenia in that FIBA World Cup qualifier. They can definitely do it again Tuesday. Uh, looking at the table again below Germany, you have France, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and Slovenia, each all at 2-1 and one in the Group B standings. So plenty of room for jostling as uh, winless Lithuania and Hungary have a lot of work to do. You know, top four of those six teams move on to the round of 16. Because Lithuania and Hungary are each 0-3, 3-0 Germany already have clinched progression to the knockout stage. They punched that round of 16 ticket, but for seeding purposes, it'd be massive for Germany to finish first in the group. If they finish first in Group B, they'd face the fourth place finisher of Group A in the round of 16. If Germany finishes second in Group B, they face the third place finisher of Group A in the round of 16, and so on. So there's plenty to play for here. Just because you get into the round of 16 doesn't mean you should just rest guys or anything. Like It would be in Germany's benefit to finish in first place in Group B. I don't want to speculate on who their opponent might be that would come out of Group A because, well, Group A has its own chaos right now going on with uh, Turkey, Spain, and uh, who else we got? Turkey, Spain, Montenegro, and Belgium right now. Uh, I mean, Spain lost to Belgium. Georgia beat Turkey. uh, And there's just chaos going on right now. Germany can beat all those Group A teams. It's really possible. All, all those Group A teams have bigger weaknesses than Germany. Germany's round of 16 game would be Saturday, September 10th. So, you know, after that Wednesday game against Hungary, you know, they'll move from Cologne to Berlin and they'll have two rest days and two practice days, theoretically, before that, their Saturday, September 10th game, whoever that opponent would be. But um, I'll do another FIBA Franz update before then. Uh, and that, that's it. I mean, Franz is a stud and I hope all magic fans are able to witness it, be it on ESPN plus or some other manner. For those of you able to enjoy the Labor Day uh, weekend, I hope it's a great one. I appreciate you listening to another episode of the podcast. Please subscribe and give us a wonderful rating. It helps our podcast ranking a lot. Tweet us any of your questions and feedback. Penny's Twitter handles at Spencer Strode and I'm at Papa Giorgio MBO. With that, take care. Let's go magic. Keep enjoying Eurobasket.